Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with my friend, Sean Bowles. Sean, what's happening on the show today? You know, it's exciting because we have Pastor Mark Batterson out of D.C., and he's seeing God do something there where there's actually real estate projects, Bob, in the $80 million uh, financial range happening because God wants to do something in D.C., in our capital city. And he wants to do something with the community there, but also affect government. He's also released a new book, but I want to tell you a little bit about him because he's a New York Times bestselling author already with 23 books. And his newest one is called Please, Sorry, and Thanks, The Three Words That Change Everything. And even has books for children. And he's also the lead pastor of this church, National Community Church. I'm talking about in D.C., which when you realize like a big city like D.C., there's not mega churches or big church organizations typically there's a few large churches, but there's usually not this much real estate involved. It's like New York City, Los Angeles, DC, they don't have this. And so this is very new and outside the box. It's historic in what they're experiencing right now. So we get to talk to them about what God's building. And when you're a marketplace person, you have to think about all the resources that you need for your career, for your destiny. And we're gonna do just that today on the show. So stay tuned up next is Mark Patterson. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I want to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're gonna receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources you guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Welcome back. Welcome, Pastor Mark Batterson. How are you today? Hey, doing great. Great to be with you. Excited about uh, our conversation. I am too. You know, there's so much that you've been building for so long. And people know you as an author, of course. And uh, people know you as a pastor in DC, but they don't always get to hear the story. I mean, what you've been accomplishing and what you've been going after, it took a radical impact from God's heart to be able to set you in this direction anyways. And we talk about that a lot on the show. It's like, how does God add value to your life? What, is, what did God do to where you end up in this place? Because you couldn't have got here by yourself. So take us a little bit on the journey as far as, you know, you have a lot of these stories that, that people just celebrate and believe in, and it causes their belief to increase. Take us to, to some of those. Yeah, you know, I would go back and just say that 
You know, we've had the joy of pastoring a church in the nation's capital for 27 years, wow. Wow. but hit hit the rewind button. Our first attempt was a failure. So I, I was 22 years old, and it's amazing how much you know when you're 22. You think you you have it all figured out, but that probably means that there's a few things to unlearn. The more you know, the more you know how much you don't know. Yeah. And so we we had a 25-year plan, you guys, for a church plant. I was in seminary, and the professor gave it an A, so I'm thinking it's got to work. That's right. It it did not work. Uh, it, uh, John Chancellor said, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. But, you know, I look back on that and I, I think this will resonate with folks that the, the cure for the fear of failure is not success. I think it's failure in small enough doses that you build up an immunity to it. Yeah, and wow. it almost in a weird way, it almost like, okay, well, if that's the worst it was, like I can get back up, dust off and give it another try. And and maybe a little bit of my ego got out of the way in the process. So it, it was actually an attempted church plant that failed in the Chicago area that, that caused us to pack up a 15 foot U-Haul and uh, we had no place to live, no guaranteed salary, but we made the move to Washington, D.C., and we've been here ever since. So that's that's the backstory. Yeah, that is so good. I, I'm, I, you know, we talk about failure a lot, and we're all so afraid of it. But like you said, a- after you fail and you look around and say, wow, I'm still alive, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I got more stuff to do, God's so faithful that way. Tell us about what you're doing now. What What is your church doing now? What are the new exciting things that, is that are happening? Yeah. Well, we started with a core group of 19 people in 1996. Wow. And, and I should state for the record, like our, our monthly income as a church was $2,000 a month and it cost yeah. 1600 to rent the DC public school where we were. So, yeah. you know, that's leaving 400 bucks for our salary and all other expenses. So I don't want to, don't, don't despise the day of small True. beginnings yeah. because, because you know, it. fast, fast forward, I think it's important to backdrop it that way that, you know, we, we're right now, um, we, we might be the largest landowner in, on Capitol Hill behind the federal government. Wow. We, wow. we, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make a long story short. I prayed a 4.7 mile prayer circle around Capitol Hill in 1996. And we weren't, praying for property we were praying for people just let your kingdom come let your will be done but we now own six properties on that prayer circle and one of them is a city block a hundred thousand square foot 130 year old beautiful building that we bought for 29.3 million and wow. we put another 20 million into it we've got a hundred million dollar vision we're 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 dreaming to the third and fourth generation. We want to do something that'll make a difference 70 years from now. And so we're, we're actually building out um, a very unique space, a space where we, yeah, we gather and worship, but Hey, last week, Amazon rented it from us for one of their events. Uh, wow. You know, the week before that you're hosting concerts and conferences. And so we've always been a church that wanted to be in the middle of the marketplace because Jesus didn't just hang out at the synagogue, hug on at wells. Wells were natural gathering places. And so um, long story short, we own a 
coffee house on Capitol Hill. We yeah. we own a movie theater on the hill. And uh, <laughs> we, we love these expressions of the kingdom that might not fit into the traditional church box. <laughs> but, but, but the last time I checked, guys, like God doesn't fit in a box. So yeah. maybe just maybe we ought to think outside the four walls of the church. Well, I think it's really exciting timing, too, because some of the stuff has emerged over this last season. And I think of the Jesus Revolution movie that just came out. And right before that, we have Damar Hamlin, who gets radically healed on the field. And then we have and the next day, an NFL you know leader starts to pray on ESPN. And then we're just having all these momentums. And the Jesus Revolution movie comes out. And I think of the Jesus Revolution movie, and I, I was talking to a group of students several years ago who they were trying to quantify how much did it cost for the 38 million people who got saved through that last move of God that was that extensive. They weren't they weren't thinking of like, we're trying to figure out how much each person cost to get saved. They were looking at like, what did God pour into resources before there was a great move of God? Because it takes great resources of creativity, of finances, of all these things for people to come to Jesus. And they really, it was really wild. I can't remember the number they quantified it, but it was several billion dollars. And then they presented this to a lot of churches. One group was from Bilo, one group was from Yale. And they pre they presented this to a lot of churches and said, do you have a vision that can accommodate what God wants to do in the future? Like you need resources, you need talent, you need a, you need a Rolodex full of people, human capital that you can't even dream for right now. And I look at what you guys are doing and how okay. God's entrusted you. Obviously, it's happened over you know seasons of time, but he's entrusted you with space in the capital, and there's a lot of people who would probably misuse that space or just create church 2.0 versus actually like trying to impact the city and trying to impact government and trying to impact people's re very real lives. And so I just I say all that I know that was a long thing to lay out. But when we when we deal with what God's given you in DC, kind of give us the vision behind because you're a best selling author, you're all these things, but give us the vision behind why you think God's bringing the resource for now. Like, why are these buildings there right now? What's happening in the now time? Yeah, well, you know, it's hard to share 27 years of history in, in a matter of seconds. So yeah. let, let me just state for the record, for our first 15 years, like we got one gift that was a five-digit gift. It was like a $42,000 gift. So 15 years. Yeah. But but then there was a moment, and and I'll I'll say this, for every church we plant, we, we need God to raise up someone with a mind for business and a heart sure. for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And and so uh, it was at that juncture that someone gave us a $3 million gift that, that made possible some of these bold ventures that we've been wow. going after. But I'll never forget what they said. It's what they said that was so meaningful. They said, we're giving this gift because you have vision beyond your resources. That's right. And so can I just, can I speak? a little bit of faith, like, come on, let's have good financial principles. Okay. Like you got to budget and you got to be wise with the yeah. way that you steward what you have, but don't let your budget determine your vision. Oh, like so it, he, here's what I believe. Uh, five plus two equals seven in my hands. Five, five plus two, five loaves and two fish equal 5,000 remainder 12 in the hands of God. Yeah. And so there's some kind of multiplication, like, when you're not about you, when you're about others, when you're about adding value, when you're about generosity, when you're about flipping blessings, when you're about how can I be the biggest blessing to the most people, watch, just watch. God, God will take that brown bag lunch and he'll make it a, a miracle for 5,000 people. And, and I, just, I just think that we've got to dream bigger 
think longer, pray harder. And uh, in fact, show me the size of your dream. I'll show you the size of your God. Those two things are not unrelated. <laughs> Mark, that is, I love it. I, I need to ask you a question I've never asked anyone. What do you do for your business community and your church? Because I can tell that you have blessed your business community. And, and, and let us know about what that looks like. Yeah, I just think that for for too long, and, and what I love about you know this podcast and the hearts behind it is that the, the distinction between secular and sacred is a false dichotomy. Absolutely. Like, you know, let's let's do what we do and and make a difference. So I just have always felt like yeah, my pulpit is a pulpit, but for the average person, their their pulpit is their workplace. And yeah. I, I just think like you should be as called to what you're doing, be, be it a mm -hmm. doctor, lawyer, barista, Uber driver, like whatever it is that you do. Um, I think you can do it in a way that just puts a smile on God's face. Mm. And and so I think it comes down to like like we just celebrate people who feel called yeah. to business and it takes a certain anointing uh, to, to especially entrepreneurs. And, and, you know, honestly, guys, when you start a church, you are an entrepreneur. It's just a very unique business model that depends on <laughs> donations, which, which is just crazy. Um, but uh, I, I think we want to celebrate those who have that business mind and kingdom heart. Mm -hmm. And we've had so many of those people that uh, have walked through our doors and are, are really doing things that make a difference here in D.C. So great. That's so awesome. I think of that, um, obviously, the fruit of that's around you. And I think a lot of people need that kind of model. I'd encourage people to even visit what you're doing. Yes. And it said, I was watching some of your sermons earlier today, just because I hadn't seen uh, in a quite a while, I hadn't seen you. And I just thought, man, there's a reason why God's raising your voice up right now. But I want to talk about you as an author, because you've written uh, over 20, what is it, 20, 22 books? 23, yeah. And you've been a New York Times bestseller, which is not a small feat. That's not a small thing. And so did you have a dream of being an author as you were growing up? Was this part of your being or was this something that God brought you into? And what would you talk Could We have a lot of authors who watch this and a lot of people who have books inside of them. And the traditional market will say the book market's dying or almost dead. But we see in the Christian market that the book market is absolutely alive. And when you look at the education market, they're saying reading is how we develop our intelligence. It's how we develop our creativity. So talk about to, to authors for a minute. Tell us your story. Yeah, and and that's that's fun. I appreciate the question because uh I when I was 22, boy, a lot happened when I was 22. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the the failed church plant. What's interesting is there was a moment when I really felt this distinct calling to write a book. The the irony is that I took an aptitude assessment in grad school at the same time that showed a low aptitude for writing. In other words, whatever <laughs> you do, don't don't write books. And so you know, I, I say this with, with all humility, writing is not a natural gifting. And so here, here's what happened. It took 13 years to write a book. Wow. And I'd be lying if I didn't say that, you know, around year 10, 11, 12, I mean, I was frustrated. It was a dream deferred. 
but I didn't waste my time either. So I actually read 3000 books before I wrote one. Oh my and God. I really, I reverse engineered those books and kind of, <laughs> I had to teach myself because it's just not a natural gifting. And, and I look back on it now and I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't write one at 22 because I would have had to write one at 23 to retract what I said at right. 22. <laughs> so I, I yeah. think, I think, guys, that, that God was being gracious. He, yeah. he was allowing me to accumulate a little bit of life experience to accumulate some thoughts and some ideas that might actually resonate with, with, uh, with readers, but I will say this, and because 81% of people want to write a book. And, and so there are eight out of 10 people listening to us right now. There's a book in you, but, but what I would say is, um, you know, be patient, be patient. But then at some point, here's what I did. I turned my 35th birthday into a deadline. I said, I'm just, I'm not going to turn 35 without a book to show for it. And it may, it won't be Shakespeare. Yeah. It won't be the greatest, you know, gift to the English language. You know, it might not be great, but I'm just going to prove to myself that I can write a book. And so, you know, Sean, you brought it up, like good news, bad news, like the publishing, it's hard to get published these days. Absolutely. The, the good news it's never been easier to self-publish. Right. There are so many platforms, so many vehicles, almost everybody. And so my first book was self-published. And yeah. uh, and so it was just kind of proving to myself that I could write a book. And uh, so I, I hope that's an encouragement to those who are listening who have that book inside of them. You know, I think for me it is having deadlines always works. And people, people always they never want to set deadlines, but that's, that's what lights the fire. Well, let's talk about your latest book. I, I'm so excited to read it. And why don't you tell our viewers and listeners about it and what prompted it and what you hope for it? Yeah. So the, the title is Please Sorry Thanks, the three words that change everything. And probably, you know, I dedicated it to my mom and dad. I bet there are a lot mm. of people chuckling right now because these are the three magic words. This is what our parents taught us. But he, here's some good news. I really believe you only need to be good at three things. If you're good at please, sorry, and thanks, your marriage, your parenting, your workplace, your relationship with God, you're good to go. Um, wow. so, so words create worlds. And, and that's not just a catchy way of saying it. I mean, linguists would call it the constructive conception of language, that we don't use words to represent the world objectively. We use words to create the world subjectively. And, you know, it's about 3000 years ago, a guy named King Solomon said the power of life and death is mm -hmm. in the tongue. And mm -hmm. so I, I'm a guy that believes in the power of words. If you want to change your life, you have to change your words. So and, and so I think it starts with please, sorry, and thanks. So great. Well, tell us just one story as we're wrapping up. Tell us like one story about that you put into the book that kind of made it like, I have to write this. Like th this is this is how it's become an illustration that's changed my life or changed people's lives in my world. And so I have to give this to the world around me. Like tell us just something that inspired you. Yeah, I mean, that's hard to pick one, but- Well, pick uh, a couple, that's I fine. I would say that the, the, 
I love talking about the psychology of please and the science of sorry. And, and those are huge, especially yeah. in culture right now. Like yeah. we, we need a rising tide of please, sorry, and thanks. Cause everybody's blaming everybody for everything. And that's just yeah, not going to work. Right. Um, but it, it's the part on, on thanks that was life changing for me be, because we take so much for granted. I mean, stop and think about it right now. We are on a planet that's spinning at a thousand miles an hour, but wait, is speeding through space at 67,000 miles per hour. So even on a day you didn't get much done, you did travel 1.6 million miles through space. <laughs> now, I don't know anybody who at the end of the day, you know, kneels next to their bed and says, Lord, thanks for keeping us in orbit. I, I man, I wasn't sure that you did it again. Like we don't. We, we take things for granted, and, and it was Einstein who said there's only two ways to live your life. One is as if nothing is a miracle, and the other is as if yeah. everything is. And, yeah, and you know, you're picking up. I'm in that second camp. I, I just I, – I meet people all the time who say they've never experienced a miracle. With all due respect, right. you have never not. In fact, <laughs> you are one. You are one. I mean, six yes. quarts of blood are pumping through 60,000 miles of veins and arteries and capillaries right now. You are a miracle. So I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm hoping there's an art and science to please, sorry, and thanks. And, and in my book, the people who get the furthest in life, who experience success, whatever it is, it's not the PhD. I, I think it's the PST. I think yeah. it's the police. Sorry, thanks. Those are the people yeah. that that end up doors open and bridges are built and and fences are mended. So that that's uh, it may sound simple, and yeah. and in some ways it is, but it really is about cultivating a lifestyle of please, sorry, and thanks. I, I love it. It's just it's it's character. Mark, how do how do we get your book? How do we get your resources? How do we find you? Where? <laughs> I uh, markbatterson.com is uh the, in fact you can read a sample chapter as well as some freebies but markbatterson.com and then I'm on those social channels Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Mark Batterson, just my full name. All right. Perfect. It's B A T T E R S O N for those of you who are watching and Mark, you thank you it. so much for being with us today. We're so excited about this book. We're so excited about what God's doing in Washington, D.C. because of your faith of going there after a failed church plant. You turned it into this with God and with faith, and I love it. Well, we have more coming up next with Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Stay tuned. I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month, plus our back catalog is available to you as well, on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bullsministries.com and clicking on the Academy button. Welcome back with Sean and Bob. I love our final thoughts time because we had to talk about the interview some. And I mean, Mark Batterson, he's a before and after person, isn't he? Like you, you may not have known he existed before this, but then you hear him and you're like, yes. I mean, I have to get the book. I haven't read it yet. I yeah. can't wait. Yeah, he I I just on so many different levels, his joy for life and the fact that he when he shared at the beginning of the interview, he started with his failure. Um, and and it, it made me think about, you know, the wisdom that he's gained over 
these 30 years and, and how faithful God's been to him. And what does send, set the mark for favor and destiny? Why, why is God's favor being poured out on him as, as, he, as he says yes to the Lord? It's, it's a really, really an amazing story. And I, I can't wait to read his book. Well, and I wanted to just paint the picture a little bit, Bob, for our audience, just in the sense of he's in one of the toughest cities to build a church in America. And he has, it's one of the toughest places to get resources to build a church because the people that live there, it's a very unchurched group that lives there. And the people who do, do go to church typically don't go in D.C., they go outside of the city. And so it's very much like when we planted a church in Los Angeles, like you need the most amount of money just to rent a building to have a service there. Mm-hmm. And yet God's given them over $80 million of real estate. And I think it's it's a picture of God's doing something right now in businesses and entrepreneurship efforts and churches where he's giving us the resources we need to make the difference, to change and move the needle in different areas of society and different issues that are going on. And I, I love that Pastor Mark exists. I love that him and his wife have done this for so many years because it speaks volumes of what God can do. And they're now you know, seasoned in it, but a lot of the greatest efforts God's ever done in history are happening right now. And it may not be seasoned yet, but you can feel it. You can feel that life of something that's like popcorn. Some things are popping up. That's mm-hmm. like, wow. I mean, I, it's there. I use the word before and after the pastor Mark. There are before and after moments in the body of Christ in entertainment, media in government and in, in politics and in, in business. And that's why I love doing the show. Cause we're going to hear people that give us the faith when we feel like, I'm going into my own DC. I need real estate. I need whatever it is. Like use that as an example. Like it's available, but there is perseverance and there's, there's longevity. Like most of us are going to live a long time. So we're going to look at our life and the longevity. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And, and most of us are saying things like, Hey, I've got a plan. My, my long-term plan is five years. He's talking about the third and fourth generation out. He's yes, they're planning the legacy planning that the amount of depth that he has and he, how he's heard from the Lord uh, is, is just incredible. And, and I think it's a lesson for all of us to expand our vision, expand our planning, expand our legacy thinking to past 10 years, past our lives, past our kids' lives and our grandkids' lives. This is where God, this is where God operates in, in a, level, a global level like that. Absolutely. And I, I do want to highlight the authorship story. Well, <laughs> he was least likely to write a book. Mm-hmm. And he seriously is a New York Times bestseller multiple times. And I think that's so encouraging for some of you who are watching. Maybe there's something project you're working on where you're like, I know I'm supposed to do it, but my life or my skill set is a contradiction. And God purposely does that many times. First Corinthians 1 26 says, God raises up the weakest things of the world to shame the wise on purpose. So sometimes he gives you a mission, but you have a gap in your talents or your resources, your finances. And he does that on purpose. So only with God can you do it. And then you get a God result the world looks at and goes, wait a minute, I got to look at this. Yeah. So I want to encourage you, believe in what God's put inside of you. Well, this is the end of our show. We're so glad you were listening and watching today. I want to encourage you, if you've been blessed by the show, make sure to go to bullsministries.com and become a partner or leave a donation because it helps us to make shows like this for you every week. We love doing life with you. We love being in your car. We love being on your television. So thanks for letting us in your lives. And until next time, we will have more for you, of course. Pray and ask God what he's doing in your ministry, what he's doing in your business, what he's doing in your life. And listen with faith, and you're going to see a God result. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you on our website with free videos, Take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear. 
We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time. 